0: Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about Katherine Hepburn, who died 18 years ago. I've talked about her before, but I thought, let's talk about her because there was something that kind of came up that bothered me. Now, I'm all for, you know, okay, oh, maybe they're gay, maybe this one is bi. it comes to Catherine Hepburn shut the fuck up she's gone there was this man who claimed that he hooked Catherine Hepburn up with all these different chicks I'm like what about Spencer Tracy wasn't he the love of her life I don't see that as a cover maybe she was by who knows but it's none of our business now if they're young and ready to you know what then okay you know Tom Hardy Here's my number. But when it, that's the other thing, you know, it, do, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. And so when Liz Smith, may she not rest in peace, who was a, a gossip columnist, said, "Oh, she was definitely a lesbian." Really? Did you date her?" So it, that always bothers me. One time someone said to me, "Do you think that Jodie Foster is a lesbian?" And I said, "Why? Do you want to date her?" Who cares? It's none of your business. And if they if they do decide to come out, great. But that's not what we're going to talk about with Katherine Hepburn. She lived to be 96 years old. She did things her way. She lived life on her terms. Can many of you say that today? She didn't follow. She, she wasn't part of the Hollywood system. She... At the beginning was like, this is not for me. I mean, you think of the four times she won the Oscar. She never showed up. And then when she finally did, it was to give her friend, Lawrence Weingarten, an honorary Oscar. She said, I'm the prime example of a person who can wait 41 years to be unselfish. I love when she came out there David Niven was like the way he introed her was probably the best intro and he's like uh, Gertrude Stein said a star is a star well this is a star will you please welcome Miss Katherine Hepburn and then she walks out and people are just standing to their feet and she's like I am naturally deeply moved I'm also glad that nobody said it's about time yeah I was such a fan of hers I loved her movies Lion of Winter is probably Catherine Hepburn at her best never before did you think from the Philadelphia story you're gonna get Eleanor of Aquitaine saying you know I'd hang you from the nipples, but you'd shock the sons. Or when she's talking to Henry and the ver- the the verbal volleyball between the two You know, my Henry is my John uh, My Richard is the next king, not your John. And then to and then to be wits with Peter O'Toole, who was young enough to be her son. Isn't that some shit? So here at the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast, hello. By the way, my guests that are watching tonight, we are talking about Catherine Houghton Hepburn, who died today, eighteen years ago in two thousand three, at the age of ninety six. She truly did outlive many of her contemporaries. Although, could we say that Olivia de Havilland was a contemporary who died last year at the age of a hundred and was a hundred and four? Yeah, shit. There, there's always that joke that Oscar winners live longer than the losers. And Katharine Hepburn lived to be 96 and she had four of them. So that's why I thought, you know, let's talk about Katherine Hepburn. And then tomorrow would have been Lena Horne's 104th birthday. I, I love Lena Horne. Lena Horne, unfortunately, did not have the film career... That she wished for You know she signed that major Contract she was the first Black actress to be signed And she refused to do Stereotypical roles And Hattie McDaniel Was with her on that You know even though Hattie McDaniel said look I'd rather play a maid than be one So you have these two icons one had a very long and illustrious career in hollywood did things on her terms and the other didn't really get the hollywood there was a gentleman in the documentary about lena horn that said i would say i would describe her film career as aborted she was a black woman in a white man's town which is true and so that was beautiful when Halle berry won her oscar She mentioned Lena Horne. She mentioned all of these women of color in the film industry. And she was the first to knock the door down. What would Katharine Hepburn make of film today? I know she didn't like the films that were coming out in the 70s and the 80s. She just couldn't stomach them. There was a a 60 Minutes interview where she talks about that. And then talks about aging and she says, I think we rot away and it's too goddamn bad that we do. <laughs> I, I try. I want to give a shout out to Shit Happens When You Party Naked and to the creatures of the night. Uh, they had a, I was on their show tonight. Such a great group of guys, Adam, Chris, and Jason. And you know, I, I can't really go into what we talked about because it, you know, it's fight club. If you talk about Fight Club, we'll beat you up. No, not really. But back to Katherine Hepburn, <laughs> I don't think she beat anyone up. <laughs> she was Kate the Great. And then you have another Kate, Kate Blanchett, playing Katherine Hepburn and then winning an Oscar for playing Katherine Hepburn, an Oscar winner. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That almost happened again when Kenneth Branagh played uh, Lawrence Olivier. What a stretch. <laughs> in uh, my week with Marilyn. But uh, caricatures aside, I don't think anyone can really capture the true essence of Katharine Hepburn. She did so many great films. I remember when she died exactly on this day, she was the last of the greats. And for her to die at 96... And she'd been in decline throughout the years. I remember her good friend, Lauren Bacall, talked about that in her continuation of her 1979 biography, By Myself and Then Some, where she talked about, you know, how Katherine Hepburn died at 96 versus Bogey, who died at 50. Uh, was it 57? In 1957? I think so. Mm. You know, Bogey won his only Oscar for doing a film with Catherine Hepburn The African Queen directed by John Houston and Bogie and Bacall went and they were both on the set and that's how um, Bacall and Hepburn became really good friends and then when Bogey died Bacall I guess impressed Hepburn with her strength of how she handled it It's very, it's very tough thing, and then even to the to the day she died, Lauren Bacall was always asked questions about Humphrey Bogart, and she was she was fine answering those questions. The fact that she said she was in the shadow of the great actor, but the love affair that they had, they lived it. Nobody could have written it as better as they lived lived it. And I could say the same about Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, whatever gossip columnists who are now in hell want to say um you could tell on film I mean you look at Woman of the Year and you look at Adam's Rib they're truly in love. You can't fake that. You can't fake that. And she was very hesitant to talk about him after he died and because she, I think she waited until his wife died because, you know, she was not the wife. In fact, she didn't go to the funeral. She said she was going to go and then she just kind of sat in the car because she said that was Mrs. Tracy's. Mrs. Tracy was the wife um, and People said, you know, she mourned. She didn't mourn the widow who couldn't mourn, because the wife mourns. And Catherine Hepburn, for for twenty seven years, was in that relationship with Spencer Tracy. Wouldn't do films because of his of his uh, health. So wherever Catherine Hepburn is, with that voice like that, <laughs> I loved her. I thought she was great. I thought she was great. There was that moment with her and Barbara Walters. We're not going to play any clips because this is just from memory. Where she was like, do you own a skirt? I have one. I'll wear it to your funeral. And then Barbara Walters, this was the era of the feminist. And she asked Catherine Hepburn, if you were a man, the fact that she asked her that, if you were a man. How fucked up is that? Barbara Walters didn't always ask the best questions. She asked Ricky Martin if he was gay, and that that really that hurt him. And and that's what we're talking about. Who cares, Barbara? Are you gonna fix him up with one of your producers? Yeah, I didn't think so. But let's go to where she was like, "What kind of a twee would you like to be?" I don't know. Everyone wants to be an oak tree, but nobody wants to be a Dutch elms with Dutch elms disease. Yeah. But then she said to her, if you were a man, would you marry a woman with a career? She's like, no, I wouldn't be happy at all. And a career is fascinating. I put on fans 30 years ago and declared a sort of middle role, you know? Yeah. Never imitated. I mean, she was imitated, but that was always a thing. If you if you were imitated, you made it. If Saturday Night Live or SVTV, which they did do a parody of Catherine Hepburn, that meant that you were in the stratosphere. You were well known. Barbara Walters, Ba-ba-ba-ba. wawa. I'm not Baba Wawa, and this is not for 80s only. Tonight I'm sitting with the incredible Mawena Doy twin. It is quite to be here. Uh, before we go, Moana, that is a beautiful coat. Is it mink? Oh no, it is just a silly wabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Catherine Hepburn. That, that really, even though she died at 96, I was, I was sad. I thought, whoa. You always kind of wondered how how she was doing what you know she was no longer in the public eye she hadn't made a film appearance since 1994 she spent the remaining of her years in seclusion only a few people got to see her she died as a screen legend she got to see the 21st century in in june of 1999 the American Film Institute named Katharine Hepburn the number one female screen icon of the 20th century with Humphrey Bogart as the number one male screen icon of the 20th century so it was good that she lived to see that I know that years before the AFI had wanted to give her an award and she said why don't you give uh, her friend her friend George Core an award and they said no and she said "Then no thanks so she really she did not back down and she wasn't part of the establishment in that aspect because and then she when they wanted to give her an award she refused she, I don't want that I remember her director said one time He went to go get some chocolates, and he found one of her Oscars that she had just received, not engraved. And he urged her to get it engraved. Yeah. So she lived life on her terms. When she won that fourth Oscar in 1982, she didn't show up. John Voight uh, um, congratulated her. And it was interesting because both her and and, uh, Henry Fonda won Oscars. And Jane Fonda had joked with, Catherine Hepburn said, and if I win tonight, I will be tied with you. I'll have my third one. She didn't win, and Catherine Hepburn says, you'll never catch me now. <laughs> yeah, she probably said that. I don't know. What a long screen career from the 1930s to 1994. She did her final film, Love Affair, with, uh, hello you doing just talking about katherine hepburn wrapping it up for tonight um i still have to watch the film that we're gonna talk about i'm recording right now hello hello um but yeah i just wanted to sum it up talking about katherine hepburn you know someone had said that to me the other day you know about her private life and i said i don't care what what speaks to me is the films the only thing of her private life that I really admired was the fact she didn't give a you know what she lived life on her terms and didn't you know she said she made enough money where she could take care of herself she didn't need a man to take care of her which is interesting but at the same time she wasn't really supportive of the women's rights uh, you know uh, probably because it, it wasn't her time so yeah she was very unapologetic S- such a uh, she was her own person she was a loner she had her friends but she was not part of the Hollywood establishment and that is what separates her you know from Betty Davis or Greta even Greta Garbo was not part of the establishment Greta Garbo I found to be alone you know to create that kind of um Character, but Catherine Hepburn, Katherine Hepburn, you know, I I'm, I'm glad that there's not a lot about her personal life that we know because the films speak for themselves, and that's Katherine Hepburn. As always, unpleasant dreams.